Hello, friends, and welcome to Liberation Lectionary, um, another week where we uh, kind of look at the upcoming Sunday reading gospel, typically, and see if we can't excavate and explore, turn it upside down, pick it apart until we find seeds of liberation. We are after liberation. Uh, my name is Jamie Edwards Acton. I am an Episcopal priest in Los Angeles, and joining me, as always, is my buddy, Hey, France, Francisco Garcia, also an Episcopal priest, uh, hanging out in Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, yeah, starting yeah. his singing career out there. So, um, singing rancheras. And um, uh, you're, just missing so well. a, you're missing a ca cowboy hat. I want to see yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this Sunday, though, we are going to read from John uh, chapter 6, 1 through 21. So, we've been dumped out of Mark, and now we're in John, but these readings uh, probably would line up in Gospel Parallels uh, because this is exactly where the in-between stories uh, from last week in Mark. So I think they're just trying to, you know, not let John feel like it's been left out, you know, of the lectionary, and they're trying to plug it in whenever possible. Um, so this is uh, John 6. 1 through 21, and this is for the ninth Sunday uh, after Pentecost. And Francisco is going to read this for us. Okay. Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, also called the Sea of uh, Tiberias. A large crowd kept following him because they saw the signs that he, was what, that he was doing for the sick. Jesus went up the mountain and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. When he looked up and saw a large crowd coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, where, where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Jesus answered him, and Philip answered him, six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they among so many people? Jesus said, make the people sit down. Now there was a great deal of grass in the place. So they sat down, about 5,000 in all. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he wanted them to, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. When they were satisfied, he told his disciples, gather up the fragments left over so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of the, bar of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled 12 baskets. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they began to say, this is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. When Jesus realized that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew himself again to the mountain by himself. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat, and they were terrified. But he said to them, It is I. Do not be afraid. They, then they wanted to take him into the boat. And immediately the boat reached the land toward which they were going. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. All right. 
So what do we got going on here? We got um, two stories that um, are brought to together in this lectionary. And, you know, these are themes that we've been discussing in different places and times. Um, but, you know, in reading the first part of the feeding of the 5,000 and just the call to um, compassion and, um, you know, a theme that we've, uh, and, and justice really, that, the theme that we often touch upon in this uh, election, liberation electionary, I can't help to think about what's happening today with, uh, you know, Mr. Jeff Bezos uh, flying, flying to outer billionaire, flying to outer space. And, you know, it just, you know, I was sharing with Jamie, um, with you earlier, this uh, song from Gil Scott Heron that seemed to be prophetic. It's coming back and it was called Whitey on the Moon. <laughs> <laughs> Talks about uh, can't pay no doctor bills, but Whitey's on the moon. Ten years from now, I'll be paying still with Whitey on the moon. The man just upped my rent last night because Whitey's on the moon. No hot water, no toilets, no lights, but Whitey on the moon. A little e excerpt from some spoken word done by... Uh, a really important musician if you don't know him Gil yeah. Scott Heron and obviously it was a critique at that point of the you know the space program right. you know in the midst of you know real poverty and injustice especially in black and brown communities yeah yeah I mean when you were uh reciting that and I and you're right I have heard it on the radio uh you know with um Bezos and uh, the other guy, Brent, uh, Brandon, or what's his name? The Virgin Atlantic, you know, but ever since they Branson, up, Branson, there we go. And uh, I've been hearing that song pop up, you know, about just the disconnect. It's between, making a comeback. I mean, just not, I mean, just COVID, right? I mean, just what's going on with COVID alone, um, you know, and uh, this, this billionaire space race, uh, just for recreational purposes, it seems like it's just, uh, it, well, it's kind of disgusting. And, Healthcare, um, COVID, yeah. food insecurity. I mean, we could the list can go on and on, right? Oh my gosh! Um, you know, I think what stands out to me in this, um, I'm I'm gonna blank on this. What's the movie on Hulu? I just saw it. Is it called Summer of Soul? And it was about the. Is that what it's called, Summer of Soul? And it was the Harlem yeah. Cultural Festival that happened yes. at the same time as Woodstock. Yes. And. Um, Gosh, watching that movie, I was just, um, one, just historical for, you know, it's such a great historical movie to watch. And, but just also the feelings of wanting to be around people, you know what I mean? Um, that it's been, you know, whether it's a cultural festival or whether, you know, like us, we like to be in a big march or a rally or something like that. And COVID has really put a damper on that and is really you know, kept us from, you know, kept our activism, our celebration so isolated and so, you know, disconnected from each other. And so not even the feeding part stands out for me in this passage today. It's just the gathering of the yeah. 5,000 that stands mm -hmm. out today. And it made me think of those, you know, music festivals, maybe because it says, you know, and because there was so much grass in the place in the gospel today. And the same thing with Woodstock and the Harlem. There was a lot of grass. There was a lot of grass in the place <laughs> and a lot of people. And um, but it, it just made me think about how that's an aspect of this miracle that we don't often pay attention to. Right. Like what we can do when we're together, 
you know, like, and I think that's been part of the, that's been what's been hard with COVID, right? It's because yeah. we've been so disconnected. This is, you know, much of the time it was via Zoom. This is how we connected and stuff like this. And, and um, it just felt, it, it, it comes up short because when we're together, when we're, when we're sharing each other's stories and we're working and we're brainstorming and we're critiquing each other and helping each other. And uh, it, it really feels like you can really get, you know, a lot done. You really can change the world, you know, when you're uh, in a community of like-minded, like-hearted people. And, um, and I, I don't know why that just stood out for me, but I feel like this is another situation, another um, example of how, you know, when a group of people who are like-minded, like-hearted, in this case, they're all probably, they all share the need for food, right? They, ha they have a hunger, and uh, they're probably, you know, um, similar backgrounds, similar class kind of struggles and stuff like that. Uh, but they, there was this uh, miracle that happened when they gathered. So absolutely, that, that's, that's really never stood out for me before. And that just, I don't know if that's COVID making me uh, think about that or that movie or whatever, but that stands out for me. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and I think you point to something important, Jamie, in that um, you use the word miracle and often this is seen as one of the miracles of Jesus, but we need to sort of break that down further and say, where is the miracle, right? The people seem to think that it, the miracle was, you know, the, the Jesus had some kind of magic hands and, you know, multiplied the loaves. And um, the miracle is what you said is like in the collective gathering and the fact that there, uh, that the collective out of the need and in uh, used what they had at their disposal and they shared it, right? It was a radical sol solidarity amongst the, the, the mass group of people so that with what seemed to be not enough food, there was plenty, you know, that's the message, right? That right. there was enough for everyone. And then there was even left over because of the act of sharing, you know, of, 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 of actually everyone saying, I can actually do with less, you know, so that my neighbor can have some. And so how do we understand that if we extend that into other aspects of our lives and our society, the way we govern, I mean, imagine what we could do when right. we could really understand what this means. And, and, and one final point about that issue in terms of uh, the miracle was in a radical distribution. Like that's the word that's used here, right? right. If you look at the script where it says, Jesus took the loaves, he gave thanks, he distributed them right? They, they, he, he broke it down in enough pieces so that everybody had some, and people kept doing that, right? Imagine, right. And, and they shared it. It's a it was a distribution issue. <laughs> well, materiality. Well, yeah, that's, a great, that's a great segue, just in terms of, I, I have two things that you just made me think of. One is, you know, you know that we do a lot of food justice ministry here, and um, that we do two things. One, we try to convert, you know, urban kind of landscape and reclaim it, right? Reclaim the earth and grow food again. And a lot of, a lot of communities do that. And we're doing that in this diocese and we do it at St. Stephen's mm -hmm. and St. Barnabas in a big way. And, 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 but um, if you really want to, and that's a great way to connect people with growing and in some respects to feed people. But if you really want to feed people, you know, um, there's, there's ways to do it in a greater impact. So we have, 
we partner with Seeds of Hope here in the diocese. They're, they're, uh, they, um, you know, they're here at St. Stephen's in Hollywood. And we have two 40-foot refrigerated shipping containers up on the top of the property. And they distribute tons and tons and tons of fresh produce that has been donated by farms across the country, Mexico, Canada, uh, to food banks all around Los Angeles County. And Tim Alderson, who's the executive director of Seas of Hope for the Diocese of Los Angeles, mm -hmm. he says this all the time. He says food scarcity is not an issue of not enough food. Like right. there's not like there's not enough food. Food scarcity is about logistics. Mm -hmm. It's about distribution. Right. The issue is distribution, especially in California, where we could grow enough food for the entire world, you know, planet. Um, and and it feels like with the amount of fresh produce we get, that's extra, quote unquote. It feels like we're trying to grow it for the entire planet and we just don't have a way to get it to hungry people. And um, so that's yeah, that's the first thing that uh, you made me think of here, that it's about, you know, that it's it's not about scarcity uh, that's that's create it's but it's about distribution it's about this sharing it's about you know this getting it to people who really need it the other thing you made me think of is we you know we study the radio drama unta jesus right a certain mm -hmm. jesus which is a liberation theology radio drama series that was written um, back in the 70s and 80s and mm -hmm. in, in South America, and uh, and we listen to great plays, like 15 to 20 minute kind of radio dramas on the upcoming gospel, right? Mm -hmm. And um, for that week, and uh, they they cover this. It, you just made me think of this. They cover this story, and the miracle is kind of what you're saying. It's like where it has the boy with the two, you know the five loaves of bread and the two fish. That that's just the beginning of the miracle. So mm -hmm. he pulls out right, which is you know he's the least it is a boy in this one, right? It's the kid. That, yeah, there's a yeah. boy so who has he, five loaves. Right. And he's like probably the least status, right, in that society, right? Yeah. That, that people would think like his agency, his capacity, they wouldn't think much of it. But he he starts the process, right, with Jesus's coaxing of, you know, there's the five loaves and the two fishes. And then in this radio drama, right, in the, in the scripture, it kind of ends there. Jesus waves his hands and that's and then we think it's a big magic trick. But in the radio drama, this liberation theology radio drama, that's the beginning of it. And when he pulls out his, the boy pulls out his five loaves, two fishes, somebody next to him says, oh, well, I have a jar of olives here. And then somebody yeah. else says, oh, well, I have, you know, some fruit mm -hmm. here. I can add that to it. And then yeah. it starts like spreading through the crowd. And before yeah. you know it, you have this whole feast because people are bringing up their meager or unappreciated gifts, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a metaphor, not just for real food, right? But that's yeah. a metaphor for the, the meager or unappreciated or, un, you know, unacknowledged gifts that uh, much of society uh, has to offer, but never gets asked to contribute. That's right. No, that's really spot on, I think. And, and in our context, right, we're talking about sort of God, you know, a vision of God's economy, right? Um, different than sort of like our, you know, our neoliberal uh, economy, right? Um, which is all about the maximizing of profits for the few, right? And so in addition to it, I love how the scripture is so sort of material, right? It's about the material needs, but then it has obviously deep spiritual meaning too. It's always about both. Um, but, you know, in addition to distribution, then we can, I think we can extend it and say, you know, it's also then about um, production, right? You know, not, and because 
um, in our context who, um, yeah, there tons of food is produced, mm -hmm. but who, um, you know, who owns that, right? Who right. owns, and that's why- 10 it, corporate farms produce, you know- Exactly, that, we yeah. have agribusiness and we have farm workers who, you know, are the ones who do the labor and, you know, they don't, they don't get to reap the benefits of that, of that labor, you know, right. they're still the, they're like this, they're still among the worst treated um, workers out there, you know, and so if we could sort of look at these things and say, wow, this, this passage is about so much more because some, you know, we might think like, oh, well, yeah, we're just gonna, if we just have enough soup kitchens and enough, uh, um, you know, um, food distribution centers and everything will be okay. But no, because there's still going to be, uh, you know, the line that people have to get into and, you know, and they don't have access to the, you know, the fullness of their human dignity. And so I think that's why, yes, so that people can eventually obviously have the means to grow their own food and have like sort of what you're talking about, right. you know, it's um, a vision of a different society. And I think that that's what this kind of passage can point us to, like, what does that really mean in our urban 21st century context? What can it mean? Yeah, I think I think that's exactly right. And so, you know, Jesus is not doing it for people here, right? And then in this, in this, the miracle is not that Jesus does something that they can't. The miracle is somehow in the relationship that Jesus has with these folks that every the world thinks they can't, right? Mm -hmm. The world thinks they can't feed themselves. They can't produce for themselves. They can't contribute that they can't you know create what is necessary for their own sustenance and thriving and somehow it's this relationship that jesus has and his ability the eyes mm -hmm. he has to see that somehow releases you know somehow releases it frees up this this uh this capacity and this energy and this right um and and uh, and this miracle of feeding happens i mean that's the way i would like to look at it um because, um, yeah, and I think Jesus, too, would probably not want to think that, you know, in order for people to be fed, that he would have to go do all these miracles all the time throughout history. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, I think he would be the first to point out, that's not what the problem is. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and if you keep relying on, if you keep thinking that I'm going to do, um, you're going to rely on me to perform these miracles, and you, you, you know, you got another thing coming. Yeah, and we're not addressing the true injustice, like you were pointing out too, root right? Causes. Like, uh, yeah, the root causes. So, well, what and do you, so, what do you? Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, and I was thinking in terms of, uh, you know, the, the the second half of yeah. of that paragraph. I know we still have the the second story, but the second half of that paragraph, you know, it's significant that there again the the fragments, but again we have. Um, you know, they filled 12 baskets. So you should know, obviously, 12 is an important number, right? We have uh, in, in the in the scriptures. And so that's something that you could riff on if you wanted to, like, you know, through this act of, of, of community sharing. Um, there's also some deeper theological message about, um, you know, what it means to be that community, right? That that beloved community of all the tribes, right? Um, and and uh, things like that mm -hmm. and then the abundance there right the I abundance mean, after, after having eaten that there's still plenty uh to be collected and to be uh you know it's the first like you know just i love the recycling aspect of that too you know what i mean it's like yeah. such a um 
such an honoring of, you know, what goes into making bread, right? And what, and uh, that you can't just diss the crumbs, right? Or you can't just throw your plastic in the regular trash or, you know, um, you have to think about where, you know, what goes into it and what's the effect going to be. So um, what about the second half now? What are, what are we going to do with this, Francisco? I don't know. I feel like you probably, I mean, if I were preaching this on, uh, on Sunday, um, actually, I think I am preaching it. Um, it. I'm trying to think about the connection. I probably would focus on more one on one more than the other, but you know, we, we had a similar passage um, recently about the, about the sea and it was a little bit different because it talked about um, that's the passage where Jesus um, um, is in the boat and they, you know, he's sleeping. Right. And, they're afraid and he calms the wind and tells them you have little faith um so here jesus is walking on the water but the issue of the fear is there um and um you know i'm just thinking about um the the call to be present right and and the still the stillness i think that we had talked about in past passages what do you think jamie i think I'm, I like this in verse 15 when it says, you know, when Jesus realized that they uh, were about to come and take him uh, by force to make him king, you know, that's when he withdrew, right? Mm. So he still is, you know, he, and, and then there's the connection with that the disciples in verse 21, then they wanted to take him into the boat, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, we're constantly um, even when it's good thing, right? Even when uh, there's good intention, we're not quite getting it still what Jesus is up, what he's about, right? Like even with this miracle that happened in their midst of the feeding of 5,000, they didn't quite understand that they were part of that miracle, right? And so they wanted to, you know, Jesus feared that they would make him king because they wanted to make him king because they're interpreting the miracle like it's often interpreted, right? Like Jesus just waving his hands and take, you know, making it all happen. And wouldn't that be something, right? Uh, but that's not, that's not how God's kingdom works. And um, as far as Jesus, you know, is uh, talking about it and demonstrating it. And so I think there's this, still this hesitancy that, you know, people aren't getting the, the full vision yet, grasping the full vision. So he goes to a mountain you know, away so that they don't take him by king. And then that ends kind of like at least suspends the, you know, the trajectory of his ministry at this point. And then the disciples, it doesn't say he got into the boat. It just says that the disciples wanted to take him into the boat. And I can imagine Jesus, you know, kind of resisting that too, because Mm -hmm. not wanting them to think that it was about somehow him, uh, you know, um, you know, that it was about him somehow walking on water. Like, that was the point, you know? I think he's trying to get them focused in in other things, like the fact that they don't have to be afraid, the fact that they can yeah. have, you know, that they can have courage and confidence, uh, not only in Jesus, but in themselves, in their own agency, in their own ability to, you know, to get to the other side, where to reach the, you know, the land that they were headed mm-hmm. to, so... Yeah. And, and you know, what comes up for me there is um, this, this sort of um, sort of distinction or discussion between um, 
how how we view Jesus, right? So in, in term in terms of Christology, right? In terms of our theology theological views of Jesus and um, having like a high Christology versus a low Christology, where you know, um, I think it's um, Father G. Greg Boyle, who you know I've heard say, um, you know, we often spend too much time worshiping Jesus and not following Jesus. Right. And so that's kind of like when I think of the high Christology, where it's like we lift up this kingly sort of status of Jesus and it's this hierarchy and all this pomp and circumstance. And Jesus uh, couldn't be further from that, right? He, like he said, he doesn't want to be, he, he doesn't want to be this, this high and mighty king. I, he came for a completely different person, purpose. And I think that's where the narratives like Untal Jesus, right? And, and in, in the liberation theology, you tend to get a much more um, low Christology, meaning Jesus is rooted in Jesus, the person, Jesus of Nazareth, who was with the people and walked with the people and suffered and gave himself in love. And, um, you know, it's a Christology that is rooted in Jesus's acts and presence amongst the people, you know? That's right. Um, and we, we, if we focus so much on, you know, this other form of Jesus, I think we missed the point. We missed the point of what it means to follow him. Who are we following? That's right. To what yeah. end? And, and, and when I hear you say follow, I'm thinking like in the Thomas Akempis, you know, imitation of Christ, kind, yeah. of, kind of follow. And Jesus, the way. that's what he says in John, right? Love one another as I have loved you. Not like, you know, I just adore me so I can keep fixing everything. That's not what he says. He says, Jesus sees that the, you know, the way we're going to fulfill the kingdom, accomplish the mission, right? Uh, realize the vision of God it, the, and the beloved community is only when we're all in, only when we're all in. And so that's why he is, you know, but he also realizes like a good organizer, you can't, the way you change things is not, you know, you don't go for the whole world first, but you, you do your one-to-ones, you gather your 12, you, you know, you, uh, you, uh, you do your research, you, you know, you come up with a common agenda, purpose, and then you go do, right? You go do as I have done, go love, go be compassionate as I've been compassionate, love one another as I've loved you. Um, and that's how the revolution happens. You know, that's how the God's revolution, you know, takes place. And so this is the Jesus, I think, that we're really to try to sort of recover, right? I mean, the Jesus that is here with um, feeding, it's not done in a paternalistic way, right? It's done in a facilitating way. It's done in a, an empowering way, in a sharing way. Um, in a, so it's like the horizontal Jesus, you know, <laughs> horizontal right. leadership as opposed to this rigid up-down status that I think is very entrenched in, in much of our tradition that we got to kind of break away from. Yeah. So. I like that. Well, that's what we got. We did it. Another one, another one in the books. Uh, friends, we're here every week and um, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram and you can also uh, subscribe to our podcast, free podcasts on Google and Apple podcasts and Spotify. We would love it if you left a review on uh, Apple Podcasts in particular. And um, it really does help us to get the word out. Share it with your friends. Uh, let us know if you've used anything in your sermons or your speeches out in the streets or 
dinner table conversations. We'd love to hear feedback from y'all. So, That's but right. uh, until next week, Francisco, always a pleasure, buddy. All right. Peace, friends. Peace.